Hi, everyone. Welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. Delighted on this episode to be talking with someone who's been in the comics and visual arts world for quite some time and uh, made quite a marking contribution to the world of comics. And that is creator, author, Trina Robbins. Trina, thank you for jumping in. Hi. And and I'm glad you have your tea. I have my water as well. So uh, I think we are set. So I'll um, start out with just a few representative titles to mention for folks out there, and then we'll just talk through a few questions. Um, Wonder Woman being one of those titles and characters, women's comics being another. You you created in the world of Barbie, which was quite the thing this past summer. Um, You also had a hand in a character called Vampirella as well. Uh, And then you've done uh kind of analysis work too historian and analysis work with things like dauntless dames pretty in ink uh and books of that nature so uh lots that's of really <clears throat> excuse me that's the majority of what i have done really i think mm-hmm. is is talking about all these comics that represent women or that were by women <clears throat> yeah yeah uh, certainly a part of the comics industry that's not been as present uh, for quite some time. Uh, but it's back. It's back. I mean, don't go to the comic books, go to the graphic novels, and you'll mm-hmm. see so many by women. Yeah, yeah. Any particular graphic novels that um, you're currently reading or that you've read recently that you want to shout oh, out? God, I can't think of any right now, actually. Um <laughs> There are so many. Oh, I think that, let's see. Um, Emily Bowen Cohen wrote a mm-hmm. book. I believe it's called Two Tribes, which is really interesting. The two mm-hmm. tribes are one is Native American and the other is Jewish. I mean, nowadays people, you know, for many, many years, people have intermarried. So they're made up of all these interesting combinations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thinking about Marnie Galloway. Um, and I, I also read a lot of graphic novels that are in sort of like the young adult and middle grade space because I'm a teacher. Oh, yes, definitely. There are so many. There yeah. are so many young adult middle grade graphic novels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What makes comics kind of this unique way of storytelling? Oh, well, the combination of words and pictures, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, they say that that one picture is worth a thousand words but what do you you know what happens when you put them together it's perfect communication and i really am interested in communication actually the part of the brain that deals with communication is larger in women than in men Uh so i think uh we love to talk we love to communicate and that comics are the perfect perfect method of communication yeah, that, that sounds like a book title. Perfect communication. I like that a lot. Maybe I'll write it. Yes, yeah, I would love that. Um, so as somebody that's been in the industry and written about the industry, uh, who have been some of the folks along the way who have been some of the most positive experiences, collaborators, supporters? Oh, well, there there is, I have collaborated with a number of artists, um, Many, most of them, I would say women. Um, the woman that I collaborate the most with, I write and she draws, is um, Ann Timmons. 
-hmm. She's really, really good. We did a series called Go Girl that was for, as you mentioned, for, you know, tweens mm -hmm. for that, that. But of course, we had lots of grown up fans, you know, because I love comics for tweens, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone likes them. And she, the way I have described her art is that she draws like me only better. Mm -hmm. So we're currently working on something right now for a book called Partisans, about all the partisans that, that the underground people who fought the Nazis in occupied countries during the Second World War. Oh. We're writing about three Dutch girls, teenage girls in an occupied Holland that would dress up, put on makeup and everything and, and go to bars and, and meet Nazis and flirt with them and uh, suggest that they go out for a walk in the forest. And once mm -hmm. they got them into the forest, the Nazis thought they were going to get lucky, but the girls would shoot them. That's what they did. Wow. Wow. Three teenage Dutch girls. So we're telling their story. Love it. Yeah, that that's and that again speaks to the historical work that you do. That is so cool. Um any other any other collaborators that spring to mind? Oh, not out of the top of my head. Okay. All but right. All right. a lot of them. Yeah. Um uh, now as I mentioned, I'm a teacher and I, I work with students and uh, I try to find books that connect with readers and where readers can see themselves. And so I'm curious about any message that you would share for listeners out there who are maybe uh, part of a, a population, a group of people that haven't been represented as often as they should have in comics. Uh, any message for creators uh, well, thinking that way? Women and people of color, of course, were not represented a lot or were represented very badly in comics in the past. But I believe they are not represented badly now. I mean, because women and people of color are doing their own books and mm -hmm. talking about themselves and the people they know. So it's really, it's been a wonderful change, really. Yeah. yeah. And may it continue. May it continue. Oh, of course, may it continue. Well, once it's here, it's not going to stop, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love that idea of supporting authorship and um, finding stories that maybe maybe something people haven't experienced that they want to read about or uh, something yes. that they have that they want to dig into and, uh, again, see themselves in a book in some way. Um, back in... Um... Oh, God, it was quite a few. I think it was pre-pandemic um, that I had a book that was considered being considered for an Eisner. Mm -hmm. um, and instead, it didn't win the Eisner. Instead, what won the Eisner was an anthology of Black women cartoonists. And the woman who accepted it, the editor who accepted the Eisner, gave such an impassioned talk I completely understood her passion, you know, and it was, I was fine with her winning it. You know, I've yeah. had Eisner's, it's okay. And, and it's her chance now, it's her turn. Yeah, yeah, I love that. 
in the work that you've done, the historical work, uh, and by the way, I see a couple of Eisners back there, actually, on the oh, shelf. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, in the work that you've done historically, what, what's that process been like of digging through and finding the materials for the work? Mm. I love research. I love research. The whole, I would say 95% of the reason I write the books is to find out more about the women I'm writing about. Mm -hmm. It's just so great. Every time I make a, dis a discovery, it's so exciting. I mean, I discovered the first American woman to draw a comic. That was Rose O'Neill. And, and now it's canon. It's canon now that she was the first woman cartoonist to draw a comic. Um, and I found that comic. I found that comic personally, believe mm, it or wow. not. I, it was around the corner from my house, just around the corner. This guy was having a sidewalk sale. Uh, actually, it was kind of a, a front, front steps sale. He had the stuff on his front steps. And I saw that he had some copies from the 1890s of a magazine called Truth. Uh -huh. And I knew what I knew about truth was that Grace Drayton, who was one of the earliest women to draw, draw comics, that she had drawn a cover, at least one cover of Truth magazine. I thought, oh, boy, let's see if I can find it. And I bought them all for five dollars each. I didn't even have enough money. I had to run, run around the corner and go home to get the money. Um I brought them home, and there was no cover by Grace Drayton, but there was a comic, four panels by Rose O'Neill from 1896. Wow. So I, wow. I discovered the first woman to draw a comic in America. Wow, that great contribution to, to the history. And you did research on the sidewalk. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so what what questions or ideas are you currently circling? You you're talking about the collaboration about the three Dutch girls. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've already written that script and she's drawing it. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, anything else that you're currently pursuing creatively? Um, in the near future is Grace Drayton, who I just mentioned, mm -hmm. who. I believe she started in comics in 1903. So she is one of the first women to draw comics. And she drew just to, to um, I mean, she drew so many, she was really prolific, but just to, to mention something that people might know, she created the Campbell Kids. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know the Campbell Kids? Yes, uh -huh. yeah. And yeah. as mo as recent as the 1980s, Campbell's uh, brought them back briefly and in cups and saucers and, and things like that and plates, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a nostalgia thing. They haven't really done anything with them since. But she created the Campbell kids in 1906. They were full, full faced, cute little roly poly kids. But I have a collection that uh, you won't be surprised to hear. Nice, nice. Um, so any any particular events or um, spaces where people can go to connect, anything uh, of that nature that you'd like to share for listeners? 
Um, well, in February, I'm doing a signing along with at least five other people at the San Francisco Cartoon Art Museum. And what we are signing, how could I not have mentioned this just a minute? Sure, sure. By all means. This is a pro-choice comic anthology that I edited, and the profits are going to Planned Parenthood. Wow, yeah. So yeah. we're doing a signing at the Cartoon Art Museum, the San Francisco Cartoon Art Museum, if you happen to live in the Bay Area, in February. And we'll also be signing the book, even more of us will be signing the book at the San Diego Comic Con this summer. Uh, so you have a, a couple of journeys ahead and some travels. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I had seen, I, I'd seen that you had um, contributed to that anthology. So, so great to see it there. And um, any spaces on the web where people can go and sort of check out some of the work and. Um, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a page. I don't have a website. I did. I used to have a website, and then something weird happens. I like to say the Russians stole my website, but <laughs> I have no idea who really did. But all of a sudden, you turn it on, and it's not me. It's some kind of ads and weird things like that. Somebody just took it, um, and it was just too much trouble to do it again. Yeah. yeah so um, so. I have no website, but I'm on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You can ask me to friend you. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Facebook is is a great universal website anyway, so that works well. It is. It's a universal website. Yeah. Um, anything that we've missed in the talk through that you want to make sure to share? I mentioned Won't Back Down. Mm -hmm. um, I talked about the next book that is, you know, that I'm going to start in the near future. And um, that's really it. But, I mean, if somebody wants to ask me, to write something, um, I love to write. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, wonderful. Glad that you're um, still contributing to the world of comics and finding stories oh, to be told. Love it, love it. <laughs> love it. Oh, well, thank you, Trina. Thank you so much, and uh, wonderful to meet you and wonderful to talk with you. Great, me too. All of that. Wonderful to talk to you and to meet you. Oh.